Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Today's episode is exciting because we're talking about two of our favorite things sun protection and makeup. And we have one of our favorite L.A. celebrity makeup artists on the pod, Nikki DeRoost. I'm saying that slowly because you, if you listen to our interview, I messed up. It's not DeRoost. It's DeRoost. So get it right. Uh, but she is like just – she's so beautiful, so smart. And has, like I love following her because she makes like the best tutorials – and I want her to do my makeup. Nikki taught me all about LEDs and the importance of LEDs. She had really, really bad acne and tried everything. And she said she started getting facials with her esthetician with LED incorporated and it completely changed her skin to the point that she went and bought one of those professional panels for her home. Oh, that's that's the dream. She has an incredible, yeah, she has an incredible YouTube video about it. I'm going to link it in our show notes because I think everybody should watch it. But she, I, Nikki strikes me as the person where when something works for her, she's going to go all in, like real hard. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. And she's not gatekeeping. No. Like, she really shares with all of her followers. If you don't follow her, you need to follow her now. Um, but she is extremely talented. She has worked with Stila Cosmetics, Bobby Brown, Chanel. Um, if you have been following her, then you know she started Rowan years ago. Um, that was her first beauty brand that she started. And now she is launching a new brand that is focused on high-performing cosmetics with built-in sun protection. No, it is called CL, um, and Kirby and I have gotten to try a couple of the products, and we are really, really into it. And so on today's interview, you're going to hear the why, um, you know, what went into developing like the skin tint um, or the tinted serum with SPF 50 in it, how she became a makeup artist, the clients that she's worked with, um, she's worked with Rosie Huntington Whiteley, Hailey Bieber, Ana de Armas, who else? Amber Valletta, just like the most beautiful women in Hollywood and what the secret sauce is behind getting that perfect natural beauty look. Um, and she also shares some of her favorite treatments, which I love. And to Kirby's point, like she goes all in. Yeah. If something's working, she's going to just get in there. Like she's not effing around. I also, CL is interesting to me because I remember when Renee Rouleau was on the pod in our early years, she said that one thing that people don't really think about is that makeup is a natural like skin protector. Protector. So she always like would encourage me with my melasma, like wear makeup because it's like an extra layer to help like protect the skin. So on top of that, these products have zinc oxide, I believe, in them as a form of sun protection. 
And I kind of love that because I'm slathering on sunscreen. I mean, at this point, honestly, I'm not doing as much as Dr. Julian Sass suggests because, right. babes, the I, teaspoon. I, it makes me gag. I just want to throw up every time. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't. I can't. I, I respect anyone that's doing it, but I can't. Especially when you are wearing makeup on top. It's just really difficult. And I, it, most U.S. sunscreen formulas are not – they do not feel good to put that much on. I'm going to be right. real with you. I, I want to vomit when I – I'm like, no, I can't do this. So I'm putting I'm putting three pumps, okay? That seems like it should be enough. Yeah. And then I'm doing my makeup. I love that putting a blush on top to kind of act as like a shield in my melasma areas. Hell yeah. Like sign me up. Skin tint? Yes. So – I, I'm really interested to see what else she launches from the brand, but she's going to tell you all about that in today's app. We have one of my personal favorite LA makeup girlies on the podcast. This has been a long time coming. We've been so wanting long. so long and like, I remember speaking to you in November and I was like, I cannot wait until this big day where you launch your makeup products so that we can actually have you on the podcast. And the day has finally yes. come. Yes. Welcome to Los Angeles, Nikki DeRose. Yay! I finally Woo! made it. I made it. I made it. I'm here. You made it, girl. You made it. And you know what? I have a funny story of meeting Nikki. Yes. We were like on this. We were in Cabo. It was 2019. Uh, Patrick and I went for Christmas and my birthday. And we got on this plane and I, I like sat next to Nikki and I kept thinking, is that Nikki DeRost? Is that Nikki DeRost? And then the lady came by and was like, Mr. Roast, what would you like for your meal? And I was like, wait, okay, I can finally say something here and not be a total creep. But I watched Uncle Buck on the way home. So I'm sure Nikki was like, this girl is completely out of her No, it, it was it was amazing. I loved it, especially because when you come home from those trips, you're like washed up after like a lot of tequila and sun and, you know, it's like, so it was great to be with someone cool on that flight. Like I was very happy. I, yeah. I agree. We were, yeah. we were all like some simpatico, like all of us in yeah. that row were just like, okay, we know what we're doing here. This yeah. is great. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, that's so cute. Okay, Nikki, we need to know what is on your face what are you currently obsessed with? Tell us everything. Okay. Well, I'm like a walking lab sample. So basically a lot of what's on my face is either current or future products for CL. Also, um, uh, I, I do a lot of product testing for Bobby Brown as well um, because I'm one of their global artists. So um, a lot of Bobby Brown as well. But these are the things I'm obsessed with right now. I finally got on the bandwagon with manual lymphatic drainage massages, and there is a magical angel in L.A., um, Body by Shyla, S-H-I-L-A, or Shyla Beauty Center. Um, she's She has a little boutique on Rodeo, and she is – I never believed in lymphatic until – I started seeing her and now it's like my indulgence that I do not miss every week and I go. So that's a hot tip. Everyone needs to Oh, try. wow. So you go every week. Yeah. Because it's like equal parts relaxing, equal parts you feel amazing. Like the next morning you wake up and you're like, 
okay, let's do this. Um, <laughs> but she also to me is like a healer. Like she has, she's from Brazil and she just has this energy and this touch that I'm like, this is the one nice thing that I can do for myself every week. So uh, I love that. I love that. Wait, Nikki, how much does something like that cost? Because I really want to do it, but I, I go to like almost bi-weekly massage appointments anyway. So I'm kind of like, if I'm doing that. Does this replace your massage though? Yes. For me, it does. Yeah. Because like, I'm yeah. also not the girl that likes to get like the elbow like jammed into oh. my back, you know? Like I feel like I'm so from the school of like more like lymphatic, um, moving the muscle fascia, like in a gentle way, like body rolfing style. I feel like that has way more benefits, but I mean, her massages, a single is $300, but a package you can get 10 sessions for 2,500. So essentially it's like 250 a massage. Wow. I mean, that's on par with like spas. Yeah. And then I also tried M sculpt on the, Uh... I tried it on the booty you did and yes and that is a hack especially right now where I'm so busy launching the brand and I haven't had time to like really work out I'm like this is genius I'm like getting a lift on my butt while I'm sitting on my ass all day like this it works (laughs) it works so it she does that as well um and uh I, I, I haven't tried it on the stomach, but I tried it on, on the booty and I can confirm for treatments. You're good to go. Nikki, what is M-Sculpt for people that are not familiar? Well, I'm not going to be able to say it in a scientific way, the best way that... No, that's fine. Google, we Google will terms. help, but it's like this machine that essentially it's like flexing. It like flexes your muscles and... Each session for 30 minutes is the equivalent of 20,000 squats. Wow. Okay. So it's like yeah. doing the work for you. Yes. Wow. Yes. And it doesn't hurt. Like it doesn't hurt. But I also think I have like a high pain tolerance because the last time I did it, it was on full blast and I was dead asleep. Like just, yeah. So Ooh, you got a, you, what does that say about You me? got a good booty. You got a thick booty. That's what it says. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm Oh my god. I love I love this. And then I'm also late to the game. Like I just started doing uh lash lift and tint. Um and I have another girl in LA, Malika. I can send you guys the links to them because I think that they're special girls, but it's the second time I've done it, and that to me is like such a hack because I I never, I, I, for me, lash extensions are too much of a commitment. And sometimes I don't want to have that much of a look on my eye, but the, the lift and tint is like game changing as well. I so. agree. That's my, that's my drug of choice. Sarah loves her extensions. We'll never go without them. Well, if I had like nice real lashes, like yours, Kirby, then a lash and tint would be great. But mine are like barely like visible. <laughs> Yeah. Nikki, sometimes I tell Sarah, well, I have only said this one time, but I really want her to come over to my house and like I want I want her to lay on my couch and I want her head in my lap and I want to like take off each individual eyelash. Like I think that would be so therapeutic for me to be able to do. 
and then we it actually it is very satisfying when back in the back 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 in the day when I was a hairdresser I also learned how to do lash extensions when they first came out yep. and so I know the feeling of doing them on people and removing them and it is it's very a satisfying feeling yeah might not be satisfying for Sarah but very satisfying for me so give me this one thing <laughs> just let me like I would just take little tiny tweezers and like just like, I'll let you I'll let you know I also love the Augustinus Batter um, Lash Serum. It's oh. fantastic um, because there's a lot of like, there's ones that are too aggressive or make your eyes like, I get really red or bloodshot from a lot of the like really powerful ones, like the Lilash and the Grande are too aggressive, but the Augustinus Batter is a great one. A nice. little pricier, but it lasts. Nikki, what, what are you using in your beautiful hair? It's so voluminous and thick and long. I'm like, I go back and forth. Right now I'm on, I'm on a um, throwback Pureology kick. Oh, you yes. remember Pureology? Love Pureology. Yeah. yeah. I'm using that. I'm also using a Redken um, clarifying shampoo because I feel like I've needed, I don't know what's going on, but I feel like I'm essentially mixing clarifying in every time I wash my hair because it just gets too heavy or like I don't know I feel the the, same way yeah but I also um didn't go for just a a shower filter I went I went the distance and I got a water softener and installed at my house smart that's a that's our on our to do next it's like a must the water in LA is just so hard yeah and that was also game changing. I didn't realize it until I was home at my parents in Utah. And I was like, why is my hair so great here? And it's because they have way better water. And then I had the guy come out and test my water. And, you know, the second they test your water, you're like, I'm dying. I need to get yeah. this done immediately. So that's been a big game changer. Um, but other than that, I have to say, I just kind of like my family grows a lot of hair very quickly. Um, but I love the, sh- I love the shark. Uh, I'm a shark girl. I'm not a Dyson, not girl. A Dyson I'm a shark girl. girl. And that's not f- because I'm a hater on Dyson. I just, I bought the shark and the I flex. love it. Yes. It's also so much more affordable. Yeah. It's like $300 or $200 or something like that. Yeah. And they're coming out with some new products. Yeah. Oh, no product. Yeah. Cool. Embargoed, Wait, but. Shark, um, shark is coming for Dyson. Shark, shark yeah. is like I was speaking to somebody who works with a hair tools company, and she was like, "Man, like we thought we had Dyson to deal with. Now we have F and Shark to try to overcome." And people it's, love their shark; they love it. It's so fast, and I like the color. I like the way it looks. I don't know that it just it works well. Like I just took it and like curled my little ends this morning and then I'm done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just, it's so easy. Yep. So oh, yeah. It, it's not embargoed anymore, but they are collaborating with Chris Appleton. He's going to be their new global head of hair. So they oh, are whoa. coming for Dyson. They are coming for Dyson. <laughs> oh my God. By the book. Like literally yeah. Jen Atkin, Chris Appleton, Wow. It's like wow. It's like an it's like an MMA fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, who would win? Chris Appleton's very strong and tall. But she's Jen Atkins. But Jen Atkins is a genius. She's a genius she can, and she's a mom of two. She can do it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Agreed. I'll, Agreed. Sign, I'll sign up for that one. Oh my God. That is so funny. Okay. Wait, Nikki. So who, who cuts, like when you go to get your hair done, who does your hair here? Servando. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. the great Servando. The great Servando, the great. I mean, <laughs> I have to admit that I usually get into it myself with my, cause I used to cut hair. So I just like literally yesterday I, on the way to, I'm in San Francisco right now, but on the way to my boyfriend, I was like, should I cut my hair right now? And it was like 20 minutes before we had to leave. And he's like, babe, maybe you should think about it a little bit longer before you just, and I was like, well, maybe I should just like cut it to here. And he's like, if you're going to cut your hair, go have Servando do it and like, do it right. Like, don't just like start. And I was like, okay. But my mom is a hairdresser. So I grew up like, that was like my start into beauty. I was like in the, like 1984 sitting on the laps of her clients while they were getting perms. So I'm sure my brain cells are amazing. Um, but you know, that's just like, that's where it started. I love this because we have similar, my mom was a cosmetologist growing up, but instead of just sitting on her client's laps, I was the one getting perms at home. So oh. Oh. I'm my brain oh. cells are also Same. probably in like a really special place right now. Thank you, mom. It definitely influenced our love for beauty, right? Like I would say you both of your brain cells are Thank great. You. So maybe there's some there's something Thank there. You. Wow. Maybe, perm. Maybe I'll put baby Zoe <laughs> per, Perm Zoe's hair. Uh, get a perm, yeah. Zoe with a perm <laughs> would be diabolical. Oh my God. Do not do it. Yeah. Nikki, I think though, I love that you brought wait, up wait. what? No. Stop. Are you kidding no. me? Okay, we need this photo. <laughs> we need this photo. <laughs> Nikki is showing us a childhood photo of her with a per- like her hair is like permed and in a ponytail and the bangs. Oh. Wow. My god. Look you, how cute. Look at all that hair though. So Always cute. had a lot of hair. Listen, we I mean the second my mom could get that hair around a rod, <laughs> it was perm. But like, yeah, it's like when they were like yes. everything was just super. Yeah. There's the smallest rod possible. <laughs> but do you want to know the insane thing? Because of TikTok, my nephews that are in high school are now having my mom perm their hair. Yep. So that they can have the floppy like yep. curly k-pop like, like yes. cool yeah yes. cool guy hair yes yes so it has made a full turnaround and my mom is now perming hair in 2023 so what's old is new again go. what's old is new again yep sarah can you cut so i saw getting this haircut with the <laughs> oh bangs and the perm <laughs> no i don't think we can go back to the 80s like i think that there's a very specific like the feathered hair of the 70s works, right? Like the big bouncy hair or like the supermodel hair of the 90s or even the early millennium, like the crimps, like we can make that work. I don't know if we can make those 80s bangs work again. I was just watching the Arnold documentary with Matt and the like scenes from Arnold and Maria's wedding, like in the 80s, I was like, what a what a tragic time for fashion. <laughs> it's just, I mean, obviously there was some like really great things to come out of it, but for the most part, it was like not good. It was not good. Like you said, Kirby, 60s, 70s, 90s even, but 80s, there was a lot. It, it was it, weird. It was a weird time. Okay, Kirby, I have a really good okay. idea. So this will be the exchange. So you can let Sarah lay in your lap and remo- and you can remove the lashes if we can put perm rods in your fringe. Absolutely not. <laughs> Are you on drugs? 
Listen, I gotta, I have to use this face a little while longer. I can't have wait, wait. whatever the hell. Well, listen, okay, well, we'll just do it with a really tiny curling iron just for like 20 minutes and then you can wash it out. That would be fun. Okay, I actually, just I see. actually have one of those. We'll curl it, we, we'll curl it back and we'll curl it forward and then we'll rat oh, it out, you know. Oh, Lord <laughs> in heaven. <laughs> Take me now. Take me now. Um, that's epic. I I love this for us. I love this this whole yeah. story. But you know what? Have I'll it. I'll think of something for me. Okay. So I'll I'll join in. We'll we'll think of something oh, yeah. for you. We'll yeah, you guys think of something. Okay. Love it. Love it. So you are some of all of the it girls. It's like LA it girl, New York it girl, but like the girlies love you uh as their makeup artist. You've worked on Rosie Huntington Whiteley, you've worked with Haley Bieber, Anna DeArmas, but who would you say gave you your big break? Who was the person that you think put you on the map? Definitely Rosie. The style icon, the face that is just the most gorgeous face in the world. Um, definitely Rosie. I And it was funny because she was always, I have like, it sounds crazy, like I have a hit list of like people that I really want to work with. And years ago. I mean, Rosie was always on the list and I finally got the opportunity to work with her. And it was when she had, it was before Rose Inc. was a makeup line. It was just when they were doing their blog and they invited me to do her makeup. So we met like on set essentially. And I think initially why she fell in love with me beyond my charming personality was, um, (laughs) that my kit was so organized and like very meticulous, very clean. Um, It's something that I'm very OCD about. And that kind of like, she was like, oh, I've never seen a kit like this before. Um, And so from there, we started working with each other. and, And we're like, she's one of my best friends now, which is amazing. And that happens a lot with a lot of the girls that I work with. Um, And Yeah, but it was the second that I started when people see Rosie. I mean, and I think historically she puts a lot of people on the map, right? Like I think it was similar with Katie Jane Hughes around that same time. Um, And it's just whatever Rosie's, whatever Rosie's doing, we all want to be a part of it, you know? So I'm I'm really grateful and she's a very supportive friend and, you know, a real girl's girl wants everyone to win. And so, yeah, it's incredible very lucky when you you went from hair to makeup how did that kind of transpire um I learned hairdressing and makeup at the same time when I was 18 I mean beauty has been a part of my life forever like I said my mom I grew up in the hairdresser's chair but um I couldn't decide for the longest time basically when I was doing hair I was working at Nordstrom at the makeup counters to kind of pay my way through hairdressing when I was doing an apprenticeship. And so I remember when I finished my apprenticeship, it was like this internal, like I was like, I don't know what to do because I love both of them so much. Um, But at the time, like I was really doing well with hairdressing and I was like, well, I can always kind of sprinkle makeup in when, when I, I can Um, and, but I was living in Salt Lake city. So when I took the leap to move to LA, I basically restarted my career all over again because I didn't know anyone in LA. And at first I was getting jobs because I could do both hair and makeup and that, you know, when you're a newer artist that is beneficial to production because it's like a two for one deal basically. Um, and then, 
I just kind of started to really get passionate about makeup again and was like, that's really where I want to put my focus. And so it just kind of organically happens. Um, and I can still give like a really mean blowout. And I, I do for some of my clients, but like all the tricky, like ponytails where everyone's like pulled up and all of that. I, I, I don't know how to do it. So. What, what counters did you work at? I started as a Stila girl. Um, that was like my very first. And yes. but back then it was a when you were in a bay. So I also was uh, doing Bobby Brown and Chanel. So like it was like the perfect trifecta Aww. of brands, in my opinion. Oh my god, totally full circle yeah. for you. Yeah. So when I started working with Bobby Brown, it was like a dream come true because I was like, uh, this is like where I got my start and. And Bobby Brown really was what inspired me to become a makeup artist at 12. I was buying all of her books and that like made so much sense to me. They were like my Bibles. And so, yeah, it's just been really rewarding to, to now be able to work with the brand. And they're such an incredible, you know, heritage brand. They're so supportive and it's just really, really cool. I feel very lucky. Nikki, I need you to now that I have a direct line into Bobby yes. Brown cosmetics I need you yes. to ask them to make the pot gel liner in the travel size again because okay they use I think it was like a gift with purchase or something but they ended up giving a whole stock of it to Nordstrom Rack and so like mm -hmm. I went in one day and was like oh it's so cute it's like the little tiny gel liner with a little tiny brush and I still have all my brushes, but obviously the gel liners have since, you know, gone bad or whatever. Right. And then yeah. I've asked, like I've gone to every counter to be like, do you guys make the small ones? They're like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was a gift with purchase. And I'm like, well, they were selling them at Nordstrom Rack and I, I need more. So tell them to make the okay. travel size. Okay. And how good is that liner? I mean, that's like a tried and true, you know, I think for a pot a pot gel liner it's like one of the best it's the only one I use it is the like to yeah. tight line my eyes it's the only one that I feel comfortable using that actually stays on and doesn't transfer and I just it's the one product I continue to buy when it comes to eyeliner I love it yeah okay I will do that will be my mission I'm going there in the you. beginning of September so I'll also like peruse the office and see if I can find any or you could just make Kirby some travel. Or I can, too. yeah, I can also <laughs> yeah, just, she's just like, like yeah. depot some of it. And <laughs> I was gonna say, Kirby, you could just depot it. Yeah, that's not as easy. You, oh, okay. You, I'm like in the yeah. in the lab, like like melting down the liner so I can pour it in a smaller one. No, I'm well, sorry. Well, actually, I can depot it because I have the little oven at home. Like we can, oh, yeah, we'll sort this go. out for you. Wow. Okay. Great. Yeah. Love to hear it. Love, yeah. love this. Love this for you. Everyone knows when they look at your clients or your aesthetic, your own beauty um, makeup look, like it's the very like cool girl that looks beautiful in the most natural way. I don't want to call it no makeup makeup because it's not. It's just like beautiful, but like really highlighting like the person's natural beauty. So like, what would you say is the secret to that? Secret to Nikki DeRosa's signature look. Tell us your secret sauce. I'm think I'm like when I'm like do I still work? We're on strike. Like when's the last time I actually worked? Just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, let me think. So I would say it always starts with skin. Skin is like where where it starts for me. Um, and my ride or die prep is always allies of skin. Ally I am a allies of skin ride or die girly. 
Um, it's also what I personally use on myself every single day. Like I have literally every product and I'm just like always, always. So that is my prep that I feel really comfortable and confident using on everybody. Um, and really to get the looks that I do, it always starts with that. And then I always, I, I never start with eye makeup. I never, I always start with complexion and getting it perfected. Um, in my kit for artistry, I love, um, Armani's power fabric foundation, not the luminous silk, which everyone always talks about. It's all about the power fabric. So if you haven't tried it, you need to. Um, and the reason specifically, cause obviously if you're doing events, like it's a little bit different than your day to day. Um, and this is a, a long wear velvet matte finish. And I always encourage people, especially for events or, um, you know, things that you're doing that you're going to be on camera, that it's all about really hydrating and plumping up the skin with your skincare and then using a long wear foundation over the top that's not too glossy or shiny because the combination of the two, that's how you get that underglow and that really just kind of like lit from within type skin. So it's all like when I'm doing someone's makeup, it starts with that. And then we go into just, you know, kind of giving that subtle like contour and sculpt to the face. And then I do the brows. I'm a big brow girl too. Um, and then it's just kind of stepping back and really deciding what feature we want to highlight, but it's all about balance for me. And it's like, it's just, I think, the thing that I like to do is it's understated, right? Like you can have a strong eye, but there's something about it that's like a little like off or a little kind of like imperfect or, you know, I want the eye to crease a little bit or I want it to kind of feel lived in because that's when I feel like that it gives it that kind of like rawness that makes it all work, you know, because you always have the perfect complexion with all the rest of it. So that's my very long-winded answer, but I guess that's the best way to explain oh, it. Oh, no, we, we're going to have questions about this. So for the brows, okay. how do you – I think, like, I struggle with filling in my brows and making them look natural. I feel like it's really easy to get in very, very carved-out territory when you're using – any type of tool, in my opinion. Like, I could use a pencil. I could use a pomade. I could use a powder – and somehow I could walk away looking like I have like 2016 brows or something. Mm -hmm. How, how, what is your approach to the brow when it comes to working on your clients? So brow always like the spoolie is your best friend. So you always really want to be working the spoolie, brushing them all up to see where you need to fill in the gaps. I always suggest that you start your fill in from the center outwards. So you want to work on the second half of the brow first and fill in the edges and the tail. And you want to create your strokes based on the direction that the hair grows. So on these areas, you're kind of going outward at a diagonal and here you're going straight up. I'm really big into brow pencils. I typically don't ever use um, shadows unless it's, you know, if it's someone that that's their look, I'll obviously do it, but I really like to use a pencil. I feel like I have more control and I can get more of the hair look. Um, and then I always finish with a brow gel, but I prefer always clear brow gels. 
instead of um, tinted because you're really getting the tint when you use the pencil. Um, and I don't sweat it too much. I mean, it's like we don't care if they're exactly the same. Like it's more just looking and seeing where you need to fill in those gaps. Um, and you just and you want a firmer pencil. You want something that you can kind of like get the the strokes uh, built in. Like Bobby actually just came out with like, well, it's not just came out, but they have a micro brow now. I haven't tried the new Kosa, so I'm really curious to try it and see how that one is. Um, I also really love, again, I don't know if they're still producing it, but Dior has a, a good mechanical pencil that's because um, it's the right amount of firm that it doesn't break, but you can like get it in there and get brushing away. Nikki, have you tried the uh, Rare Beauty uh, brow gel? I haven't. It's Kirby and my face. Nikki. It's so good. The the. Oh my God. I, I literally am like, they need to send me more. I want yeah. one in every single room in my house. This brow gel is so good. And Sarah didn't. So the, the PR girl we're friends with at Rare Beauty, Jess, she was like, it's a first to market. And so I was like, what does that mean? Like, did she explain that, Sarah? No, I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> I literally I'm, just wear it every day. I'm dying day. to know what. <laughs> no, I'm it's literally just, like, why is the it perfect? Why cold, is it first to market? But it's like, it's still like really flexible so you can really like create that feathered brow look but it doesn't look overdone like it's very much like I think your vibe you need to can you guys also set me up with uh, I've never gotten I do not own <gasps> on any rare except for if I purchased it we'll okay. get so, you girl we got you oh we got you we absolutely got you at, just this is a this is a bobby brown uh brow lab sample it's very good as well oh, Ooh, yeah beautiful. your brows look perfect Kosas, I I tried the micro pencil and yeah. I really like it. I I feel like their other brow pencils, while I, I do like them, I feel like they're almost too firm. So like it takes a lot for me to get any type of product into my brow. These I think are the perfect the perfect pencil. Like okay. it's extremely let, small. Let me, let me ask you this. This okay, is tell me. something that are you powdering your brows before you're doing your brows? Yes, because I, I'm i just like naturally oily in this general area. So you'll use like a translucent powder. Yeah, before. I like – I basically Good just girl. take a, a, a powder uh, brush that I, I won't put anything on it and I'll just take the re like residue and like sift it through my brows and I do my eyelashes too to help separate them before mascara. Cool. Good. I'm glad okay. you know that because I think that's a big a, a big tip for people. Wait, I don't do that. I need to do that. Yeah. If you powder your brows, like just take a translucent powder and 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 it also helps to bulk up your brow. So you so mm -hmm. when you put the brow gel on, it like has more to adhere to. So um okay. but that will because if you use a lot of skincare, you know, and then you try to like put any brow gel or any brow totally. pencil on, it just kind of like squeaks away. But I'm the most lazy. I never fill in my brows. So like, where do I have room to talk? But I love doing everyone else's brows. So, <laughs> Well, you're the expert. So we're going to let you say and do whatever you damn well please. So yes. this is going to, we're going to get into a trend talk. Um, but before we dive into that, you touched on facial balance and how like mm -hmm. balancing everything is really important. And I was on TikTok and yep. there was a girl, she was a makeup artist. I looked her up like, professional makeup artist and she was saying okay here's my client here's her before and here's her after and her model was stunning but like her after photo was just the next level with her makeup on 
And she was like, I want to know in my after photo what you think I did that made the biggest change. And a lot of people were like, oh, you sculpted her nose or like you filled in her eyebrows. And she did a second video and was like, okay, I disagree with all of you. I think the thing that I did that actually made her makeup go to the next level was I balanced her mouth. And everyone was like, what the hell are you talking about? And basically she was like, if you look at the first image, she has a lot of pigmentation around her mouth that made her mouth appear whiter. So I really went in and focused on color correcting and concealing in this general area. Like she basically like took like an inch from either side of the corner of her mouth and made it so that she had more of a luminous appearance on the bottom half of her face. So it looked like the top half of her face because she had some like sun damage and stuff right here. And I thought that was, I'm like, that is facial balancing. Like that is something I never even can would think of, but it's like, you are looking at someone's face all the time going, okay, she has like melasma here, or she has this on her forehead, or or it's, it's not just like, oh, this brow is different from this brow, or this eye is bigger than this eye, or the bottom, the top lip is smaller than the bottom lip, or whatever it is. It's, it's really taking a look and, and taking um, inventory of what's going on with the skin, and then kind of going in as the artist to fix it in in like a really like artistic way. I, I love that approach. Like I'm glad you, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I feel like facial balancing is not something that's talked about a lot. Like people really think balance is making sure everything is symmetrical and that's not what facial balancing is. That's not the only thing it is. Right. No, I completely agree. And, it, and I think it's also kind of knowing like when to say when, or, or also you don't have to do everything. You know what I mean? Like, I think sometimes we just get in these, like these routines or we see, you know, other people doing their makeup a certain way. So we just think like, like it's like the good and the bad of TikTok, right? Like we see these trends and so we just do them, but it's like, well, why, why are you doing that? Do you actually need that for your look? Or are you just doing it because you saw someone else do, like doing it over and over again? And and I think that that's a big part of like when I'm educating that I like to talk about is like really the why behind it or do you actually really need it? Like if you don't have dark under eyes, you don't need to put concealer on, you know, like you can skip that step. Or, you know, for me, like I have a pretty natural full brow. I don't really need to like pencil them in. I can just put a brow gel in. So it's just kind of like really taking inventory on what's what's needed and I think again that comes back to with artistry it's really looking at the situation in the face instead of just going on autopilot and doing the exact same thing because also Mm -hmm. then everyone just ends up looking like the same person which we see that anyways because there's so much more use in like fillers and all the little things that people do but it's like that your unique qualities are like what make you beautiful. So let's not also, you know, it's like I work with um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge and she has a, a birthmark on her forehead and it's like, well, I'll do her makeup, but I'll remove, I'll put makeup remover where her birthmark is because we're not trying to like hide that or conceal that. Like that's something that's like cool about her. And I always thought it was really unique too because she'll part her hair to like show that off instead of always like trying to cover it with her fringe you know so 
I'm so into like that vibe of like, what's your thing? And let's kind of like really, you know, make that even more special. Let's talk about CL. Okay. Let's talk about it. Kirby and I got the samples and we're both wearing it. My lighting, you can't see it, but I look good. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) um, Congratulations. This is like obviously so, so exciting. It is a brand that offers high-performing cosmetics with built-in SPF, Mm -hmm. two things that Kirby and I both love. Yes. Tell us like why you wanted to do this, why this was a priority, why you wanted to do makeup with sunscreen in it. So I am on the brink of turning 40 next year. Um, And the thing about getting older is that in your 30s, all the sunspots decide to just say like, what's up? Like, I'm glad you had a great life, like being in the sun and doing (laughs) dumb things when you're a teenager. And now you're going to pay for it for the rest of your life. Um, So it's all about like sun protection to me is just, more is more, right? And I think that we have so much more education around the importance of sunscreen now. Um, And so it started with me just really sitting after, um, you know, the things didn't work out with my previous brand. I was like, what can I do that really like turns me on and gets me excited about um, makeup? And it's always been innovation for me is like, there's a lot of makeup brands out there. There's a lot of incredible formulas. So what can I offer to the beauty industry that actually like turns the dial a little bit? And I'm like, why has no one made blush with SPF in it? Like, you know, why is there not a really high performing blush that you may not even know that it has SPF because it works so well, but then you know that you're layering it on your face and you're being protected. So that's where it started for me. And it was a real journey to find the right chemist, the right lab, um, the right formulation. Um, because obviously I also have a big ego and it had to be the best because it's, you know, my name's on it and I'm really passionate about performance. And so it started there and then it's just evolved into everything that I have to offer will have the added uh, benefits of SPF. And, you know, no one's wearing enough SPF. If, if we're going by the book of, of the amount that's recommended in your skincare, it's a lot, right? And I think in general, I don't even put on that much when I'm doing my skincare. So if I can create products that you're just layering on more SPF, more is more. It's better. So that's why I did it. And like people are going to reapply their blush more often than they are their, their sunscreen. Right. To be honest. Right. Right. I saw that blush application over there. Well done, babes. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what color did you put on? I have Bahati and an Elodie. Uh-huh. Who is Elodie? Oh, I'm wearing Bahati. Elodie is my business partner, best friend, CEO of the brand. Sari, it's her daughter. So Elodie is like my goddaughter, essentially. She's seven. And I made the shade that it looks like her natural flushy cheeks. Like that's her shade. Uh, I love that. One of my friends just had a baby in November and her name oh, is that's Elodie. So, cool. so now I feel like I have to gift her this yeah. so she can have it. That's so cute. Is is Kirsty after Kirsty Godso? Kirsty Godso. And the the story behind that is the the shade is like a warm nude and she is terrified of blush. 
And so I made her her own blush for it's like I call like Kirsty is the gateway blush for those that are just dipping their toes in because it's the most kind of easy, natural. Um, Beati is named after Beati Prince Lou. Um, and it's the perfect dusty rose, which also is her daughter's name. Um, and then the one I don't think you guys have there because it, we just got it into our warehouse. This is um, called Giselle. And it's this really beautiful, rich berry. You got, we'll send it to you this week. It's incredible. And Giselle is my project manager that I've worked with, even with Rowan. Um, and she's just a, a dear friend of mine. And so I wanted to name one after her. So that's such a gorgeous color. I need that. Oh, you'll love it. You'll, it's so you. It, this one is the most like, it's universally like it's just the one for sure. I'm so excited for everyone to be able to have these. Here's the thing. Followers of you know this is not your first brand. Right. So tell us like what lessons did you learn from launching and building Rowan that mm -hmm. informed creating CL? How much time do we have? Just kidding. Um, <laughs> so launch like I always wanted to have a makeup line and Rowan was my first um and it was really special because it was an the eyeshadow that I innovated was you know it had never been seen before um and I think you know uh, it was the best and worst thing that's ever happened to me I mean losing your baby is not easy and it was you know I had to really dig deep and do a lot of soul searching but I think the best thing that happened to me was um, basically seeing how many people believed in me and how many, how much people wanted to see what I could do next. It gave me a lot of courage and a lot of kind of like, okay, I've got this. Um, when I did Rowan, I had no clue what I was doing. It was just like, talk about being the most naive. It's like, I want to, I have this idea. How do I make a barcode? How do I even make a product? How do I do any of it? So in, in creating CL, I kind of already had a playbook of like, okay, I understand how packaging vendors work. I understand how, how I can work with a chemist. Um, you know, all the little things that you kind of pick up along the way. Um, I also now have a very incredible lawyer. So I understand contracts really well now. Um, and really, you know, researching and understanding who to partner with, who to go into business with. Um, so it was really my playbook to, to be able to do it again. And I'm really glad that I, I had that experience because it also kind of informed me of like what I wanted to do next and really proved my passion for the industry because, you know, getting knocked down and coming back again is like, it, I'm sure it's like, Sarah, you obviously have children and you're on your second pregnancy. You were probably like, why in the world am I doing this? But you just have to do it. And that's kind of how I feel about, you know, being in beauty. It's like, I can't get enough of it. And so it, yeah, it kind of just was like my, my, my teachings, I guess. And, and I'm really excited to be back in it. And, you know, it took a long time, three years of working on this brand. And so it's just great to finally be back in the, in the mix. What was the hardest part about creating the tinted serum? Because I can imagine that, you know, making it also with the SPF is like really, really challenging. 
Um, and then to have like that beautiful glow that all your clients have when we put it on. Um, yeah. Tell us about like how you developed that. So Tinge and Protect, like I think it's, you know, my approach also to beauty and for a consumer facing brand is the ease. Like I really want it to be easy for people to shop and easy for people to find their shades. So doing 13 shades was absolutely on purpose because it's as an artist what I felt like really what was needed to you know cover all shade ranges the the formula is quite flexible and I wanted it to be that way so you know I'm wearing shade four today I can also wear shade three just depending on you know if I'm a little bit more tanned on my chest like I can stretch it and be four three more in the winter, um, keeping the undertones really neutral in the sense that you're not kind of, to me, sometimes it gets overwhelming to be like, I'm a four, three, six, two, cool, warm, you know, like all the like really technical parts. I'm an artist and it still gets a little like, I get like a little what, like, I just want it to be easy. So that was a big must for me is covering everything from light to dark and everything in between, but keeping it like very shoppable. Um, and then making sure the finish is something that you can really wear other makeup with, because I do think with a lot of tints with SPF, sometimes they can almost be too dewy and too glowy where, you know, halfway through the day, your makeup is sliding off or it doesn't hold as well. So I wanted the finish to be more of a natural velvet finish so that, you know, you can get your highlight from your highlighter or you can get, you know, the glow from the other products that you're using. Um, what I will say, because obviously I've been using this on set and testing it for a very long time, is that watching people put it on, which is also something that I love to do to see how they are using it, how, how they're wearing it. Everyone is always like, oh my God, my skin looks amazing. Like it does just kind of give your skin that really like filtered, gorgeous, natural look. And, um, you know, that's like the ultimate payoff for me is just creating something that you want to wear every day. Um, and even for me, I, I am lazy when it comes to doing my own makeup. Like I'm not the girl that likes to sit in front of the mirror for an hour and get ready. But I look forward to putting this on every day. Like I'm like, oh, okay, like I could go without, but like I want to wear it because I look better and it feels really good. And I know that I'm protecting my skin. Um, I'm being long-winded, but the other thing that I will say is that I'm a huge, huge advocate of acne safe products. Um, I used to have acne. And so that's a big part of the brand ethos and my journey. So in formulating, I was really specific about ingredients to not have in the formula. So this is really, it's, it's certified non-comedogenic and it's been tested to where, you know, I have like my esthetician on speed dial. I speak to dermatologists and I'm just really conscious of creating makeup that people that struggle with acne can wear that will help to improve their skin. I, I was a little nervous when I got the skin tint because notoriously skin tints are not my jam. And also they break me out like without fail because they're too oily a lot of the time. So I was like, oh God, okay, let's see. And I put it on and I really love the coverage. I think it's smart because if you're going to have something like zinc oxide in something, you want to have 
color pigments to offset like that color ashy mm-hmm. tone that some people can get right um but it i was look i was like looking at the ingredients and i was so happy there wasn't like a like there's not like a coconut oil or coconut oil alternative or, or coconut alkane yeah. or something in there people love to throw in those coconut alkanes and like without fail 99 of the time that is going to cause me to break out with reckless abandon so I was very happy, like, looking and going, oh, okay, this is, like, a skin tint I think I can actually utilize into my routine. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I wanted it to be a light to medium coverage so that if you are someone that likes to really wear a lot of concealer or, you know, like, this product is so flexible. Like, I work out with it on. I mean, not that you have to, but you can do it. And I've really put it through the ringer because the first person that will break out from makeup is me. So over the last two years, like really stress testing it to make sure, because if I'm going to make that claim, like I've got to be able to back it up too, right? Like I can't just be like, oh, this is great for acne, acneic skin if it's not. And so really working through, I mean, I have like, you guys would laugh. I have flashcards here. These are all pore clogging ingredients and like what they are like this is my passion like this is what I study and so that was like really oh important God, that's amazing. To, me to be able to <laughs> create that type of product so and that will that is true across that is true across the board every product that I make will is acne safe because that to me is that's the sneaky thing that people don't realize about makeup. Like they'll they'll kind of you know they'll get the skincare products that are are good for that, but then the makeup is where the the pore clogger offenders are. And so I see that a lot. And that's when we go back to TikTok. That's the one thing that always stresses me out. Is like I'll watch girls that are struggling with acne using products that I know are clogging their pores. <laughs> and I like want to reach through the screen and be like, just stop using that blush or stop using that tint and your skin will get better. So um, yeah, if that could be my, you know, the thing that I can really offer to beauty beyond uh, the SPF, it's just that these will be, you know, for the girls and, and men that help to. I bet people want to get their hands on those flashcards. Like I feel like our listeners are going to go, I know. Can you like share the wealth? Like, what I are feel we like, doing here? I feel like Nikki's like study studying for college, like a a college final or something. Like, Same. I'm stressed. I'm like isopropyl estate. and then I just go to the back and I just like fatty acids and derivatives and emollient moisturizer binder and skin softener. It aids in product penetration. Like, I'm like, this is my wow. life. So I love it. Yeah. So so Nikki, we're gonna get like possibly a brow product with SPF in it or like like everything you come out with is going to have sun protection. Yes. So I'm working on a lot of really cool things right now. Um, you know, there there's definitely everything will have SPF. I mean, obviously not makeup brushes, right? But like, yeah, it's that's that's the jam. So everything that you're using from my line will just you'll just we're all going to be glowing and we're all going to be protecting our skin and controlling our sunspots, our our acne spots, our melasma. Like we're we're coming for everyone um, when it comes to protection. Amazing. Thank you, Nikki. Where can everybody find CL and where can everybody follow you? Everyone can find CL on clcosmetics.com. They will be able to walk into Sephora and purchase it in Sephora um, and obviously Sephora.com. So, yeah. Woo! 
And we will be we will be indoors um, September first. So, so major. Congratulations. Okay, and then where do we follow you? Obviously at Nikki D. Roost on Instagram and TikTok. Please follow me on TikTok so I have followers. Um, <laughs> add to my four followers. Um, and then CL Cosmetics on Instagram and TikTok. All right, that's it. Thank you everyone for listening. We will be back on Tuesday with the week's most buzzy beauty news. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts. I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,